You're listening to Consolidate That. Welcome back to Consolidate That. A lot of times when we have great guests, we end our episodes by saying how much we would love to have them back. Well, this week, we actually took the opportunity to have one of those great guests come back and join us again. That's right. And I'm very excited to introduce again to those that hear uh, Yang for the first time, but we have Yang Shi, a friend of mine and a co-founder and the CEO of VetSnap. Before VetSnap, he held a position of head of technology at the National Veterinary Associates, which is NVA and one of the biggest consolidators in the world. He graduated from Stanford University in 2006 and holds a master's degree in electrical engineering and MBA from INSEAD, the business school of the world. Yang, welcome back. Thank you for finding the time again. Hey, really, really great to, to be on. And uh, thank you for having me back. So... We wanted to, so last time, just to remind listeners if they listened to the last episode, we talked about the technology stack at sort of the corporate level and the way the way we look at VIS at, at the technology and IT component of consolidation, there's there's kind of two parts. There's the HQ, sort of your, you know, your ERP, your project management software, your HR system or HRIS, all kinds of financial systems that should, in ideal world, work together and provide the data. And also there's, we also refer to as the clinic stack or clinical stack, which is more related to well, producing revenue, if you will. And the way I look at it, I call it a patient digital journey or maybe like a customer journey from the perspective of what the pet or the pet owner uh, is experiencing and what type of software they're going through. So it's not the customer facing, but what the clinic, if it was one clinic, needs to have as the basic stack of technology to get the job done from the time I need a vet and I'm finding that vet. So some sort of marketing tool that will help me to then book myself into the appointment and then check in the hospital and then, you know, run the blood work, do x-rays and then prescribe some sort of medication, check out from the hospital through payment processing, and hopefully at home to follow up with some sort of compliance tool. So that's that's sort of what I call a patient and rebook. digital. And Don't rebook. Don't forget the rebook. Yes. That's the best oh, part. Also important. So that's, that's sort of the at that level. This is what we wanted to focus on today. And I think it would be interesting to kind of tap into your experience with NVA and thinking, what is necessary to change in that sort of clinic level operational software and what is not necessary and what should consolidators focus on? Because if, you know, a lot of consolidators focus early on on what PIMS should we use across, should we change PIMS? And I know that NVA had a great experience with not changing much, but from what we heard from Newswire yesterday, two days ago, that now they acquired or partnered up with Rhapsody. So now there is a software. So what do you think is the ideal scenario if you were to build it all over again? Yeah. So, you know, I, first of all, I think it's fascinating and appropriate that you approach this as like the patient, patient's journey. And I, I think to start off, I'd say from my experience personally, and MVA has changed a lot since, since I've left. But my experience is that, you know, a lot of times consolidators certainly feel like they want to uh, change a lot of things, but probably should not do so. I think I, I said this last time, so I'm almost like repeating myself in the last podcast, but I, I feel more passionate than before about it is buy really great hospitals, buy great hospitals, and they've been working before. Probably don't want to touch too many things. There could be a lot of downside. There may, there may be a lot of upside. There, there may be a lot of downside. But, uh, you know, like approaching it from a patient's journey, uh, that's a fantastic way to think about it because it's, 
oftentimes distracting, right? Like when, when you're trying to look at all the different software, all the different things that you can roll out into your newly acquired hospitals or the ones that you think are antiquated and are paper-based and they really need a, you know, a, a kick, a, kick in the rear to like get to modern times or whatnot. You can focus on so many things, but like having that patient journey. Yeah. Like that's, that's one way that we thought about it too. Like we'd find really, you meet these folks, right? These sellers. And when you're, you're pitching the acquisition to them and you can tell immediately who these folks are, the ones you want to help you think about it. So like to answer a question, a lot of times, like your hospitals already know like what they really want. And you should work with like some thought leaders uh, in your base of uh, acquired hospitals and kind of have them be the advocates for you. And you want to help them organize using something like the journey of the patient. So like that really resonates with me. In terms of like how to pick which thing to change first, give you an example, or maybe like two contrasting examples. One is, you know, like a long time ago, five years ago, no one really had online booking figured out. So it's it's almost like uh, we knew at the time, hey, we need to do online booking because even if the hospitals have a really great relationship with their clients and you know that they're going to come back, uh, it's still a better experience to, to, to be able to book online, save time from the front desk and all that. So with that in mind, you go out and you find a good partner, not necessarily the most advanced or, you know, like the, the cheapest, but you find a good partner. And for MBA, we, we found that with uh, Betstoria. Right. Like that's a good example of that. And then a counter example would be like, well, like sometimes like we think that telemedicine, like for a while, was like gonna <laughs> be the thing. <laughs> right. Right. Like and and it started off like in you know, like the first uh, veterinary innovation summit in, in Texas, which I think Ivan, you went to as well. And I went to. It's like and, and they talked about telemedicine probably every other percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you, then you get a, you know, I, I think it's like VPCR or VCPR. Yeah. And it's like no one's really dared to do anything because they're worried about being sued. And then the pandemic hits. So my point is like sometimes like as a consolidator, you know what you want and it's like the right thing to do. And sometimes you want to do it and it just it's not going to happen. Like prior to pandemic, no one was going to do telemedicine. Try to pilot it. There's no traction. But then like pandemic hits and then you got to seize the opportunity. So I, I think it's being practical, figuring out like what might be the right time to deploy something. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting that you touch on telemedicine, my favorite topic, because prior I, I went to the first, what, three VIS constant VCPR conversation. I was sick of it. And when the pandemic hit, it was like, finally, you know, we'll convert the industry and nope. So, so right now I know very little other than, you know, modern animal and then, you know, a couple other groups that build it intentionally in mind with telemedicine, they actually adapted it. So, so I think that, you know, that's an interesting topic. You know, I've been of the opinion, I think we had this conversation actually when I was at IDEX with you. I don't know if you recall it or not, but I asked you when we were talking about data, I said, what do you guys measure at the top of the organization? What is your balance scorecard so we can help you to build out the data stack so it supports the metrics that you need? And I, I remember you smiled. They didn't really respond. I don't know if they had the metrics to that degree mapped out or not, but I remember that it was kind of died as a conversation. So that's that's what we're trying to articulate right now to most consolidators that we worked with is instead of saying, let's should we change the PIMS? Should we not change the PIMS? Well, VCA comes in and guts the hospital and puts their woofware in. And then Pathway went in and did a bunch of clinics with EasyVet and SmartFlow. And then NVA doesn't do anything. All three super successful companies. Should you or should you not? I don't know, but I think what they should be paying attention to 
is what did we promise our investors we're going to do with these hospitals after we acquire them? When you have that pitch deck in which you say, what are your growth levers, if you call them, or what are your, you know, whatever you call it, but synergies, value creation plan, what are those items? And most consolidators, most that we see right now on the market, it's improved marketing, improve financial backend, improve HRIS and people management and labor cost management and improve inventory. Those are sort of the basics, right? So instead of going and saying, should we change PIMS? I think you should focus on things that you said to your investors and the vets that you're buying clinics from, we're going to improve. And then also to parse between, let's say we're going to improve marketing. And then all of a sudden we're hiring a person who will change website for every single hospital, improve SEO, change website and put, you know, booking in. But without looking at the capacity of the clinic, if they're up to their gills, you know, with the capacity, you pour more marketing and everybody's burned out. So I think there's an assessment. And then after that implementation, and which is sort of a long segue, which I apologize for, to what you do now. So inventory management is at every consolidator's top of mind. We need to do this. And some of them just do vendor management by using the buying power, but then also being economical and being strategic about how you do inventory management. I think that's one of the things that they should focus on because most of them talk about it. So from your current experience and as you're building VetSnap as the inventory management solution and sort of thinking back through the lens of NVA, is that something that we can do at scale at consolidation? And what are those sort of tactics that you can do without and then with software change and then with addition of tools like VetSnap? Yeah. So uh, I'll definitely answer that question. And first, I think what you said around, you know, focusing too much on marketing. And if you want to break it down, it's like revenue and costs, right? And that, then you kind of get to like, you know, your EBITDA. Fundamentally, I, I think from what I hear, everybody's swamped. So like focusing on marketing, just like, right. <laughs> may not make sense. Demand is much higher than supply. Yeah. So. But, uh, and, and this kind of like touches on why we started VetSnap, but like more broadly, I think, yeah, like, what can you change? How can you improve your EBITDA? And it comes to around like managing costs and, and also like just making the lives of the staff in your hospitals better. HRIS, another thing we talked about, right? Like just helping people management, helping with recruiting. I think that's so important right now because there's, just a, there's a dearth of talent, a dearth of labor, talent, whatever you want to call it in our industry, uh, not just the US, but probably like other countries as well. That That really resonates with me. And Inventory management, like uh, a few things that's you know important to us is one, we think that good inventory management software can be very successfully deployed by a consolidator, and you know it could serve the purposes of the corporate entity very well. But our strategy, it's from our, it's it's our our theory is that you, you're not going to have good data because you want good data, real time data, and you want to be able to affect change maybe. It's a large ship, but at least know where that sh know where that ship is sailing, and know where there might be leaks or barnacles. But you want to be aware of it, right? But to do that well, you got to make the lives of the folks on the uh, on the ground better. Hundred percent. And I like where you went with this because this is my eternal question for consolidators: Who is the customer for a consolidator? Is it the pet? Or is it the clinic? Or is it employees in the clinic? Who is the customer? Because once you align on that strategically, your choice of change management that you're applying to clinics will be dramatically different than if you're, you know, depending which camp you're at. So 
Who do you think is the customer of Consolidator? Is it the pet owner or the clinics? This is my personal belief, I'd say. It's, you, you know me, I'm very passionate about pets. I, my, my wife and I, we, we love our dog. And that's the only reason I'm in this industry. Did not even realize there was an industry until we adopted Penny and then, then like joined MBA. So my opinion is like, if you try to optimize, who, where are you going to get the biggest bang for your buck? It's actually the staff. I, I may be wrong, right? Like you, you could say from a very tactical standpoint, it's uh, generating the right ROI for your investors, which then leads to more capital being involved, invested in our industry, which then leads to better care. But I, I think it's the, the staff on the ground. You could say it's the patient or the pet owner, but really if you serve the staff the best, then they're going to be able to impact more folks. So I, I, I think it's, humbly speaking, I, my personal opinion is it's, it's the staff. I, can, I can't agree more. Yeah, I agree with you there too, Yang. So I think one question though, as you're just to, to think about the consolidators that are looking to build those relationships with vendors that are in the patient corridor, you know, I know VetSnap is, is a fairly new business. There's companies in all sectors, the PIMS world, um, client communications, all of those that are have been around for a really long time, that are newer. What do you think is sort of a, a key benefit to going with maybe an established company versus one that's younger? Or where do you think the, the consolidators should be looking to, to find the sweet spot there? Yeah, that's a really good question. So from, from our experience at VetSnap, right? Uh, and I was on the other side of the table at, at MBA, so to speak. And you, you can really help out a startup. You can really help out one of the smaller companies grow. And there's a lot of benefits to developing that relationship. Again, just going back to uh, that story, just because you know, the, the management team, they're just fantastic folks. They, they were relatively young when we partnered with them at MBA. And because they were younger, and kind of like entering into the United States, there was a lot of mutual benefits in working with them. Now, it, it wasn't a one-way street. It wasn't just us knowing that they needed us. So therefore, you know, we asked, get as much out of them as possible. It was also helping them figure out problems. Like for instance, as an example, we were told we couldn't actually integrate with them. And if you can't integrate the PIMS with the online booking system, you don't have an online booking system. It turned out it wasn't anything related to that. It was just like a weird, quirky little business world that the PIMS vendor assumed was a necessity, was a hard no. If it didn't, if, if that wasn't the case, it was a hard no. So, you know, like you, you want to be a good partner to your vendor. You want to be knowledgeable and you need to get your hands dirty. You can't just kind of like beat on your vendor and, and you know, tell them to integrate, integrate, integrate. You got to kind of ask them, hey, what's going on? You know, and, and I think that gets to like uh, one of the points I want to bring up as a consolidator. If you have the ability to start investing in someone that manages the patient journey, kind of wrapping back to Ivan's original point, someone who's really aware of this entire journey, someone that's responsible for it, someone who's like paid and bonused to make that experience great. That's the kind of person you want to partner with these vendors. And the vendor's going to get a lot out of it because they're going to be able to ask more detailed questions and help the vendor solve problems. So to answer your question, for a consolidator to pick the size, I mean, like, care less about the size. You care more about, like, the people, right? You want to make sure that they're good partners with you, that, you know, during the onboarding process and during the ongoing support, they're flexible without being unreasonably flexible, making them, you know, bend too much to your will. But you just want someone that's willing to work with you. And I, I pick that over more mature 
offering anytime. But my opinion also might change because back then we had 300 hospitals. Now, if you have a thousand hospitals, maybe you also want to care about can they actually scale? Yeah. And yeah. we as MBA, past tense, but right? <laughs> like it also depends on can they scale with you? And that's also very important. Well, that's, that kind of leads to an interesting question. Only asking for your opinion, not as NVA. I know you, you want to talk about them uh, from your past experience, but right now as an outsider, so this partnership between NVA and Rhapsody, right? This is a cloud PIMS, a great product, I think. It's, it's, I, I hadn't used it in the hospital. The presentation they made looks great. So, so, and, and a great team. They're, they're phenomenal, very experienced entrepreneurs and developers. So they, they created, I was shocked how quickly they created the product. I was actually shocked. How can you even write requirements to that degree in such a short period of time? So I think they're phenomenal. But I don't know what's their sort of implementation team. And maybe Envy will take on that role. But what do you think are the chances or duration, let's say not chances, the duration of a change and is it possible in a thousand hospital organization to go and say, we're all on Rhapsody right now? Like how many years do you need to actually switch to that with thousand hospitals? Yeah, and that's a very good question. And I ponder that myself, not knowing that MVA made a investment in Rhapsody. That was just a question in my mind when I heard they wanted to, to make a change. I found out about Rhapsody last night. I was having dinner with a former colleague of mine from, from MBA, and he asked me, hey, did you hear? I was like, no. Like, oh, they made an investment. <laughs> so congratulations to the, to the Rhapsody team. Yeah. Really awesome. I think there's a lot of benefits mutually uh, that are going to be captured there. Yeah, and that, that centralization of data and, and unifying the data in one way is, is going to be definitely powerful for them. I think that'll be really interesting. So. We, we will all see. I know uh, we don't have uh, NVA anymore. We have NV Yang or Yang VA. But <laughs> yeah, just I just got a trademark, trademark infringement notice from NVA. NV Yang. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. I know that was one of the big questions as I was on the PIM side of things looking at, at that deal as it was happening and trying to figure out, yeah, Winning the deal is one thing, but um, delivering upon it is, is the next major hurdle for the team. So I'm going to be curious to see. I, I know I signed up for an info session they're doing in Vegas online to to see what the game plan is there. All right. Well, we ran out of time as we usually do. And Yang, thank you so much for the insight and uh, good luck with VetSnap. If people want to find out more about inventory management using your current startup, where do we find you? Yeah, you can go to uh, vetsnap.com, exactly how it's spelled. Thank you, and thanks for finding the time. Cheers. Thanks, Yang. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Consolidate That. If you want to hear our new episodes, please find us on any podcast platform. Also, you can learn more about us on our website at vetintegrations.com. 